people who have done these amazing things throughout generations and have been told on and these, these pillars. And God was telling his disciples, it's, it's not about the accomplishments. It's not about how great you think you are. But first, you got to be born again. If you want to see the kingdom of heaven, the first thing is you got to be born again. Otherwise, it doesn't matter what you've done. You've got to be baptized. You've got to be filled with my spirit and, and made like a child again if you want to have hope. You've got to learn to see me through a child's eye, full of faith and humility. And kids, man, they don't know fear at all. Andy, he's trying so hard to walk, and he climbs up on everything that he can get his hands on, and he just tries to walk across it. The kid's got bumps and bruises all over. I'm surprised CPS hasn't been called on me at this point because he just looks a little bit rough. But he is just so determined. And I love when he, when he stands up and he holds on to something for the first time. He'll look back at me, and he's just got that giant grin on his, on his face. He's just so proud of himself and what he was able to accomplish. He doesn't worry about the bumps and the bruises. And, yeah, he might cry for a second, but he gets right back up and he tries again. Sometimes as a dad, it's a little bit hard to watch. Friday night, he, he started crawling up on these altar steps since the first time I'd seen him crawl up on steps at all. So he's smiling, looking back at me, and I'm terrified, just standing there ready to, to grab him. And if he falls, I want to be there for him. I mean, it'd be so much easier for me to just pick him up and hold him and keep him away from that danger, but he'll never learn how to walk. See, sometimes, like Brother Bovee said, we're going to go through things in life. That's God's design. We're going to get bruised up. Or we're we're going to have, have bumps on us. And the, the problem is sometimes we want to get mad at God and say, God, if you really loved me, you wouldn't allow me to experience any pain. And I believe God's speaking to someone today and saying, I love you so much that I want to see you grow and I want to see you develop. And part of that growth, it's going to, it's going to hurt a little bit. It's going to cause you to, to bruise up a little bit. But you know what? It's all part of the plan of your growth and your development. And it's going to be worth it all one day. And the entire time, I, I just envision God standing right behind us, protecting us. I'm not going to let you fall too far, but, but you've got to learn how to walk. You've got to learn how to take some steps. You see, something happens when we start to get a little bit older. That fearlessness of a child, it starts to fade. You know, we go through some, some failure, some pain, and some hurt, and we allow ourselves to become guarded. Instead of looking at this situation saying, you know what, I've got faith that the Bible says... Uh, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. We just allow ourselves to become afraid. And if we're not careful, we allow ourselves to live in a state of fear. But it's that faith of a child that, that, that does amazing things. John 6 and 9 tells us a familiar story about how a multitude was following after Jesus and they were hungry. And the disciples, they wanted to, they wanted to help, but they didn't have any money to give him food. Uh, they, they, didn't, they didn't have any way of supplying their need. They didn't have a solution at all. The only thing that they had was a child. Verse number nine says, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? But see, God wasn't concerned with the amount of food the child had, but it was the willingness of the child to give everything he had to the Lord. The lad said, I might not have much, but he had enough faith to say, you know what? What I've got, I can take it to the Lord, and he can do something amazing with it. It was because a child gave his all that God was able to perform a miracle in that place. Lives were impacted because of the faith of a child. 
Johnny and I have been reading his kid's Bible. And for those of you that don't know, my, my son loves books. I'll tell him he can read a book before bedtime, and he will bring me a stack of like seven. And the first time he brought his Bible to me, I'm like, all right, buddy, we're going to pick out a few stories out of this. We're not going to go through all of this tonight because, uh, trust me, he likes to avoid bedtime, and he would. But the one story that he always goes back to, uh, we'll, we'll read different ones each time, but he always wants to know about the giant. He always wants to go back to the giant and, and to hear about David and Goliath. And his eyes light up when he hears this story about this little boy who, when he went to a situation where everyone was afraid, but a boy came up and he said, you know what, I'm not afraid of the fight because God's going to help me win it. He loves hearing about a boy that had enough faith to, to stand up for something that he believed in. And I love what, what David says on the battlefield in 1 Samuel 17, 45. It says, Then David said to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. Goliath, I don't care about your weapons. I don't, I don't care about how strong you may be, how prepared you may be. All I care about is the name of the Lord. And when I call on the name of the Lord, that everything is possible. My faith is bigger than this battle because I know that my God is on my side. One of my favorite books of the Bible to read is Hebrews 11. It's known as the faith chapter, and it lists all the biblical heroes. Ordinary people that faced impossible things because they had faith. They had faith that God was bigger than whatever they were going through. They, they chose to, to walk in faith and not in fear. Hebrews 11.5 says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found, because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony, that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder, of them that diligently seek him. That word diligent means persistent effort and attention. God said, do you want to, who, you don't want to know who I'm going to reward? It's everyone whose attention I've got. Those that are focused more on me than they are on the chaos of their life, the, the ones that choose to lift their eyes up to me and, and to focus on me and they're persistent, those are the ones that I'm going to reward. Persistent means to continue in spite of opposition, obstacles, and discouragements. You're going to have struggles. You're going to have times where you get discouraged. But God says it's during those times when you just keep pushing on, when you still seek me even though you're discouraged, even though that things are a little bit rough, that's when I'm going to reward you. When you truly learn to walk in the faith of a child, that's when we receive our blessing. It's choosing faith over fear. And I know that's not an easy thing to do. I mean, there are still times in my life that I just get terrified. But we can either choose to let that fear consume us or motivate us to be an overcomer. See, the definition I like to think of for faith is faith isn't the absence of fear, but the determination to push on anyways. Because I think that there's this lie that we believe and they, It says that I'll do whatever God's called me to do when he removes the fear from it. I'll be able to be used when I'm no longer afraid to be able to be used. If you wait for the time that you have no fear in your life to step forward and do something, you're never going to be used of God. One thing that has always terrified me, and it sounds silly, but when I pray for people, I am terrified to pray with authority. 
It's true. Because in my mind, if I go up and I pray for a need that Zach has, and I claim authority over it, and I say, Zach, you're going to be healed, and he isn't healed, well, then I'm a liar. And I'm a false prophet. And, it, and anything that I ever say or do is going to be judged, and, and people are going to be looking down upon me. And, and God got a hold of me one time, and he says, no, no, no. When you step out and you, and you pray with authority and you say, be healed, and you, you claim it with faith, you're being obedient. And it doesn't matter if, it, if it's an instant response. Your obedience, that's your faith in action, and, I, and it's going to happen. Don't be concerned and look around and say, did everyone see what happened? But he says, if you just have the faith to say, you know what? It, it terrifies me, and I'm scared, but I'm going to do it anyways. Preaching scares me. Just being honest, it does. It always has. And, and I've told my wife the day that I don't get terrified of, of preaching a message is the day that I never step behind a pulpit again. And one might say, well, if you're scared, then that means that you're not called. No, that's not it. It's because that I have such a respect for the responsibility that God has placed before me. I shouldn't say this because you'll only notice it from here on out, but if you ever want to know if I'm going to preach a second service, wait till the third song of praise and worship starts and you'll see me hit the door because I get nervous. I got to go to the bathroom. I got to get a drink. I just, I got to get away from everything and make sure God, I, I, one last time, this is what you gave me, right? Because, because I don't want it to be me. I want it to be you. I, I have that fear, but it's a good thing because it pushes me past to activate faith and say, God, I know this is what you gave me. I know this is something that you want to do. And the enemy's just trying to stop me from giving your word. And I'm not going to let that get in the way. Last week, I went in for a minor surgery, and I was terrified. For some people, going to the doctor, it's no big thing. Uh, for me, I don't go to the doctor. I don't. It never happens. I've, I've been blessed. I've never had to get a cast. I've never had a, had a surgery before. I've just been very fortunate. Uh, but I, I had this surgery coming up, and I, I told my wife about it, and I told my friends, and I told my family about it because I thought the more people that know about it, the harder it is for me to chicken out and not actually go to this appointment. You see, the result of the surgery is something that I wanted. It, it was an experience that was going to benefit me, but I was just so terrified of, of the process, of, of going through it. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm, I'm building up the pain I'm going to have to go through and, and the struggle and what could go wrong and, and why this isn't going to work right. And, and, and you know what? Having friends and family come up and tell me, you know what? Everything's going to be okay. I've I've been through that. I've had it done myself. It's fine. It's no big deal. You know what? Did that relieve the fear from me? Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. But it gave me the determination I needed to face that fear, to, to put past it in order to achieve the goal that I wanted to have. You see, if we aren't careful, we let our fear and our doubt dictate the decisions that we make. We can allow it to consume our lives and cripple us if we don't take authority over it. I'm pretty sure my doctor was terrified of me because when he gave me the shot to numb me, I started silently speaking in tongues. And he's like, are you, you okay? I'm fine now because God's showing up and he's with me, amen? But the fact of it, in the end, the pain and the things that I was terrified of, it, they, they weren't that bad at all. The worst part of it was the battle of my mind and the fact that I allowed myself to dwell on it and to think on it and it allowed fear to, to keep coming up. Don't let the battle of your mind stop you from doing action. Another example I've given before, but on my 30th birthday, I wanted to do something that terrified me. I, I wanted to go skydiving. But it was just an idea. 
It was something that I thought, you know what, that'd be great to do. It'd be a fun bucket list. It's a cool conversation starter. I'm terrified of heights, so it's something that I would never actually do. Never had any plans on actually following through with what I said. I was just too scared to do it. I mean, anyone else ever do that where you you talk a big game about something, but you know in the back of your mind, there's absolutely no chance that you're ever going to go through with it? No, just just me? Cool, cool, cool. That's awesome. But my lovely wife, she decided to help me out through the process, so I, I told her about it, and so she started telling all my friends and trying to get people to join me. Great. Thanks, Sarah. I love you. And now not only did people know that I wanted to do it, but now they were invested and they wanted to do it too. And man, I'll tell you what, you talk to these guys and uh, Brother Miller was there, Zeb was there, and they were pumped and they were excited. They were ready to go. And I was trying just not to wet myself thinking about jumping out of that plane. It was the truth, man. But when it came down to it, I jumped out of that plane. It was one of the most amazing experiences that I have ever had. And I wouldn't have had that experience if it wasn't for my awesome wife and these, these amazing men that pushed me to do it. It was because I let someone know that I have an idea of something that I want to do. And to me, it's impossible, but it's something that I want to achieve. And when I got their support and I, when I got them to, to rally behind me, it gave me the confidence to be able to achieve what I wanted to achieve. Pastor talked about Kiona Fellowship during Vision Sunday, and I'm sure I butchered that word because... I'm not good with words, but Kiona Fellowship, about pairing up with somebody, about, about finding someone you can turn to in the tough times, someone that you can go to and uplift when they're struggling. He was asking us to find somebody that we can allow ourselves to become vulnerable with because when we allow ourselves to open up to somebody else, that's when we're able to truly grow. I think it's important that, that we, get, we get someone in our lives that we can trust, someone that can that can push us, that we can tell them about ideas that we have, about burdens that we've been carrying, about, about callings that God's trying to place in our lives so that they can encourage us and, and they can support us. And, because if it's just a thought in my mind, it's easy to say, well, that, was, that wasn't God, that was nothing. But when I speak that thought and I let somebody else know this is what God's saying to me, then, then they can confirm it, they can encourage me, they can uplift me, and, and they can come beside me along the way and help me achieve this greatness. I believe that God has placed a vision in several people in this room today. Some of you have got burdens that you've carried for a long time, and you've carried them alone, and you haven't told anybody about them. Some of you have a calling for a work to do in the kingdom, and you think it would be nice, but it's just a thought. It's not practical. I'm not ready for it. It's too impossible for me. Or, you know what, maybe it'll just be for one day. But can I be frank for just a moment? God didn't put it on your heart today for someday. God isn't going to give you hopes and, and thoughts of greatness just to let you fail. But, but God has put a vision in you today because he has a work that needs done today. He has put a calling on your life to step into a ministry that needs help today. He, he's calling us and he's asking us to, you know what, I know you're scared and I know you're afraid, but if you will just push past your fear and step into faith, I can do an amazing and mighty work. It's time that we start stepping out in the faith of a child and let God move in this place. 2 Timothy, 2, uh, 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. I'm choosing faith today. I can't be that weighed down by fear when God wants to use me to do something great. 
Hebrews 12 and 1 says, Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses. This is just after the faith chapter. And he says, you know what? You have so many examples of what God can do. So many great things. You should be pumped and ready to go after reading that chapter. He says, lay aside every weight and sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run this, this race with patience that is set before us. God gave us examples of, of how to walk in faith and how we can do everything. But in order to do that, he says, you got to learn to put some stuff down. You got to learn to, to lay aside every weight and sin. Pastor, I might be wrong, but I don't think it's sin that's stopping the church from stepping into revival. I don't think it's, it's sin that people are too stubborn to, to ask for forgiveness of that that's stopping us from getting to that next level. It's the weight that we're deciding to carry around. And I don't mean pounds and LBs because we all have issues with that. But I I feel like that's what's stopping us is we're holding on to so many things that it's just weighing us down. And God's saying, I want you to move so quick. And he says, I want to move quick, but I can't because I've still got something that I'm not ready to to let go of yet. I'm not ready to, to, to get free of it yet. What's stopping the work of God is the weight that we're carrying around, our fear, our doubt, our past hurts, our failures. All those things we're spending so much time focusing on when God says, if you will just shift your focus to me, if you will just stop thinking about who hurts you and why you can't, and you would just say, God, I'm going to do it, and I know that I can walk in faith today. I can do amazing things. If you will just give me those weights, I'll take them from you. God is saying if we can just learn to be like a child, that's when we can experience greatness. You want to know what kids do when someone hurts their feelings? They forgive them. They move on. They go back. They play. They live life again. You know what happens when a kid fails? They get back up and they try again. They don't allow failure to define who they are and what they're capable of. For those of you that haven't raised a toddler, let me tell you, toddlers, they do not doubt themselves. I can testify that they... They are confident in everything that they can do. They can do anything they put their minds to. And God's saying, why don't you have the mind of a child today? Why don't you get to the place that you say, you know what, I'm going to do anything that I want to do. Anything that God's called me to do, I can do it. I don't have to have fear. And I, don't, I, I, I might fall the first time I try, but you know what? If he's called me to do it, then I'm going to do it. We need to learn to get back to the basics, to learn one another again. And I mean love one another again. Not tolerate one another again. Well, Brother Josh, I don't hate them anymore, so you know that's a step in the right direction. God didn't say try not to hate each other, but God said to love one another. And you, you want to know how you put that to the test? If you truly love somebody, if I truly love somebody, I can't sit back and watch them go through a struggle and go through a pain and sit back and say, you know what? I don't have time for that. Someone else will come along and they'll, 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 they'll intervene. Someone else will assist in that situation. Because when I truly love my brothers and my sisters, I say, I don't want to see you hurting anymore. I'm going to help you. What can I do to pray for you today? How can I uplift you? Lord, put a burden on me for somebody, God. Lord, that I might be able to be used to uplift somebody else. That's the kind of love that I'm talking about that we need to have. And what's stopping us is some of us are so hurt that we've put up these walls where I can't... I can't let anybody in because I get hurt, so I'm fine where I am. I'm growing, I'm doing good things, but I've still got these walls. 
in order for us to, to unify, to do what God wants us to do, to be able to, to have that, that kind of fellowship that he wants us to have, we've got to learn to tear down the walls of, of bitterness and, and of anger and resentment and just say, you know what, God, I don't care what happened in the past, God. I'm going to forgive them, and I'm going to trust that you're working on them, Lord, that they might be able to come back into my life, God, and be able to do something good. In order for this church to grow, in order for us to, for us to have revival, we need to learn to truly invest in people. We need to learn to care about one another again, to uplift one another, to encourage and to support one another. We need to start walking in our faith and put aside our fear. Brother Joshua, you know what? I can't fail if I don't try. I've heard it from people, and you know what? You might not have said it with your words, but you've said it with your actions, and you've said it with your eyes. And you've told me, you know what? I can't. If I don't try, I can't fail. Can I step on your toes for just a minute? By not living up to the potential that God sees in you, you are failing God. By running from what God has called you to do, you are failing ministers that are in need of laborers. There are souls that are dying and going to a a, a forever hell because somebody didn't take the time to say, you know what? I want to try to reach somebody. If that doesn't upset you, I don't know what will. The fact that, that, that we're so content sometimes saying, well, I'm just surviving a pandemic and I'm going to stay in this little area because I'm protected and I'm good. And God's saying, you know what? People are still going to hell every day. I need somebody that's going to get invested into somebody else. I'm going to, I need somebody that's going to, to, to pick up a calling that I'm going to give to him, to pick up a burden that says, you know what? I know it's not comfortable and it's in the middle of the night, but I'm going to crawl out of bed and I'm going to call their name and I'm going to go before the Lord and say, God, intervene in their situation because Lord, they are your child. I know you're scared today, but it's time that we put down that fear and we let God use us to do the impossible. One of my favorite things to do is to watch kids play. Because you can watch them challenge themselves and they build up their confidence and they have imaginations and it's just, it's amazing to watch them just grow and develop. And after service Friday night, they put out these two markers for the kids to jump across. And at first they were right there and they could easily step across them. And then each time they would push them back just a little bit further and a little bit further. And what would amaze me is you would see these kids who, who would run and they would jump and they would just barely make it across that marker and they get back in line and they get ready to go and try the next one. Never once did I see a child say, you know what, that's as far as I can go. I have achieved my potential. I'm just going to sit back down because I know the next thing is going to be hard and I'm going to fail and I don't want to experience failure. No, they, they got back in that line. They got so excited. They gave it another shot no matter what. They looked at that jump and they thought, you know what? That last jump, I didn't think I could get it, but I got it. And I can do this one as well. As they would get farther apart, these kids would get more and more determined than before. You'd see them start to prepare themselves. At one point, they would open up the uh, door to the entryway so they could get a giant running start. And and they were determined to, to make that jump. It was so exciting to watch. And I would love how excited they would get when they would make a jump that they didn't think that they were going to make. And you would know immediately because their eyes would just light up. And they would get so excited and they would be so hungry to go and to try again. They attempted that, that, that next jump with more confidence than before. I'm calling some saints today to have the, the mind of a child. To stop trying to, to look and measure your limits and realize that with God with you, there are no limits. To stop focusing on what if I fail and just, what if God? 
what if God today, you know what, it doesn't matter if I fail because God's going to be there with me and I might stumble and fall, but he's going to pick me up and next time we're going to do it together again. This past Friday night reminded me what it was like to have the mindset of a child. And it wasn't just with the games after service, but it was the whole evening. You see, when we got together, we, we came here for this virtual Holy Ghost rally. And those kids, man, the moment they walked in the door, they were pumped. Sister Amber and her team, they had games and lessons about the gift of the Holy Ghost. And they had these boxes wrapped up like gifts. And you would have to put your hand in the slot and feel inside. And all the kids, they got this ticket when they first got in. And if they called your ticket, then you got to come up and you got to put your hand in a, in a box. And you got to try to play the game. But you had to wait for your number to be called. And they got down to the last box they had. And they only had one number left to call. And before they even called that number... Lennox was jumped up out of his seat in the aisle, ready to run forward. He was ready to play that game. And sure enough, his number was the number that was called. But it was the level of expectation that, that he had. You see, I'm an adult, and I've been in raffles like that. I'm just like Lennox. I've wanted to win them. But you see, the more numbers that get called, and the longer that I don't hear my number, I start to get discouraged. And the more that my level of excitement goes down, because I'm preparing myself for another disappointment. I'm making sure that I, I can guard myself so that it, when my number doesn't get called, I don't have that face of, of sadness. I got to put a tough face on because I'm an adult. You know, that's, that's what's happening. Because after all, my name never gets called. And I'm never the one that gets chosen. I'm, I'm never the lucky one. But here you have young Lennox with only one chance left. But he was excited and he was ready to go. Not because he only had one chance left, but because he still had a chance. I'm talking to someone in the spirit today. It's time that we get our excitement back. It's time that we start running to the altars with expectation in our heart. It might not have been my time last Sunday, but you know what? It's surely going to be my time today. God, you might have not have moved in my situation last week, but you know what? I'm not giving up because today might be my chance. Today might be the day that my number gets called. And what I loved was, was that it wasn't just these silly songs that, that, that got the kids excited. It wasn't just just the games. But when Brother Matthews finished his message, every single one of those children, they got involved. What was amazing was you didn't see one or two of them come up to the altar. Everyone watched them and count down to when altar call was over so they could go and get some food. What happened was every single one of these young people and these children came up and they, they all participated in the altar call. They all came forward and they got involved. And for 45 minutes, we saw children and young people pour their hearts out to God. We saw them bind together. We saw them pray for one another. And you know what touched my heart was when one of them would get done praying, they wouldn't go back to their seat. They'd go and they'd try to find somebody else that was still praying, somebody else that they could go and encourage. They don't have the Holy Ghost yet. We need to go pray for them to get the Holy Ghost. It's not good enough that I have the Holy Ghost, but everybody needs to have the Holy Ghost. That's the mindset of a child. If the music would come, I'm beginning to close. If we could all stand as well. You see, one of the greatest moves of God I have ever experienced happened on a Friday night during a virtual children's Holy Ghost rally. That altar call was amazing. But you know what really put a fire in me? Damien, it was you, buddy. Because when we started praying at first, Damien was like so many of us. He was sitting on his pew and he was just quiet. He was very, just head bowed, and he was just praying very quietly, and then you'd see him start to, to, to get a hold of God, and God starts to move on him, and, 
and his hands would go up a little bit, and he began to, to start praising God, and, and he would start to get a little bit more excited. And, and man, I, there was one point I looked back at him, and he was just praying, and he was just going before God. I was like, God, I thank you for what you're doing in that young man's life, and I was so proud of you. And you got done praying, and I thought, man, that was, that was awesome. He really got something from God. But then a few minutes later, I see Damien, and he's going back. He's going back for round two, and he's praying again. He, he's going all out at it again. And, and then he'd stop praying for just a minute, and then he'd see other people praying, and he'd get back up, and, and he would get back involved, and he would, he would go forward. I, I saw a young man who desired more. I'm not content with what I had, but I need more. I'm going to keep going forward, and I'm going to ask for more. Saints of God, I wonder what would happen today if we came to the altar with a mindset of a child, with a level of expectation and excitement saying, God, I'm trading my fear for faith today, God. Lord, I'm going to step out of this altar or step out going to this altar and I'm going to be full of fear. I'm going to be terrified. But I know that the moment that I get there, God, that you're going to meet me there, Lord. Lord, that you said when I walk out in faith, God, that you would be there, Lord, that you would meet my needs today, God. Lord, I'm giving you everything I've got today, Lord. Lord, I know it's not much, and most of it's just, it's heartache, and it's pain, and it's bitterness, but God, do something with it, Lord. Take it from me today, God. Lord, replace me, Lord, with something better in your eyes, God. Lord, that you might be able to to use me, God. Lord, I'm tired of of walking around with all this baggage that I've been carrying on for so long. God, I'm going to lay down and and give you the baggage today, God, and and I'm going to learn to say, Lord, I just want to focus on you. Lord, because you said, Lord, that that if we draw our attention to you, Lord, that if we're persistent, that if we get our minds off of everything else that's going on and we just focus on you, Lord, you said that's when we receive our blessing. That's when you're going to reward us. Saints, I wonder if we could come to this altar today and we could just come before God with the sincerity of a child and say, Lord, I love you. God, not for, for, for what you're going to do for me, but God, just because of who you are, Lord, for, 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 for the love that you provide, God, for, for, for grace, for mercy, for peace. God, I thank you for it today. Sit here at 
If I just sang another song, take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. I'm sorry when I've come with my agenda. I'm sorry when I forgot that you're enough. Take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. I never want to leave. In your presence, I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up. Lord, I'm not here for blessings. 
don't owe me anything more than anything that you can do. I just want you. I just want you. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else will do. I just want you. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else will do. Lord, we just want you. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else will do. Amen. What a beautiful presence I feel in this place. Amen. If we could just all around this place, just lift up our hands. Amen. As we close in prayer, Lord, we thank you. God, we thank you that you would come, that you would meet us here. Lord, it's as you said in your word, God, if we could come as children. God, lowly meek, God, if we could come. God, understanding, God, that there is there are things ahead of us, God, that are greater than the things that are behind us. Lord, that you have so much greater things in store. When it doesn't matter what age you are today, God still has.